If you've been looking for a comprehensive Bible school curriculum that explores redemptive realities in Jesus Christ grounded in the Word of God, look no further. The goal of this podcast is to spread the life-transforming Word of God throughout the world for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry and to build up the body of Christ in what Jesus has accomplished for us through His death, burial, resurrection, and seating at the right hand of God the Father. There's such an untapped potential for Christians to enter into their glorious inheritance in Jesus Christ. Together we will discover what Jesus has done for us by providing such a great salvation and how to appropriate the promises of God in our lives. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 31, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Each podcast season will cover one of the books that I have compiled over the years. You can find a complete listing of my Christian education material on my website at www.wordinspire.com. You're welcome to download these ebooks for free in PDF format for your own personal or ministry use. So let's explore these biblical truths and principles together that will absolutely transform our lives. God bless. Welcome to the Gospel series, The Discourses of Jesus, A Tree is Known by Its Fruit, referenced to Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 to 23, chapter 12, verse 33 to 35, and Luke chapter 6, verse 43 to 45. The theme is cutting through all the smoke screens to real and authentic Christianity. The context is Jesus getting near to the end of his Sermon on the Mount to all the people. Matthew seven fifteen. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. False Prophets and Teachers The Sheep is an emblem of innocence, sincerity, and harmlessness. To come in sheep's clothing is to assume the appearance of humility and innocence when the heart is evil. Acts 20 verse 25 to 31. Jesus has given us the secret to recognizing people with wrong motives who are intent on deceiving us. We will know them by the fruit of their lives. Ezekiel 34 verse 1 through 16. Matthew 12 verse 38 to 40. In chapter 23, verse 25, Jude, verse 12. 
As false prophets were a threat under the Old Covenant, false teachers are under the New Covenant. People are being misled and deceived by false doctrines. This is a very serious matter. 2 Corinthians 2.17, chapter 11, verse 1 through 21, Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 to 10, chapter 2, verse 4, 2 Peter chapter 2, chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, 2 John, verse 7 through 11, and Jude, verse 3 through 19. Initially, false brothers will put on a mask and play the charade, but eventually they will slip up, and their true nature will become evident. Philippians 1.18, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 through 6, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 9. Romans chapter 16, verse 17 states, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Paul went out of his way to set an example of integrity for people to easily identify those who are masquerading as servants of Jesus with wrong motives. Basically, they're looking for money and prestige. Acts chapter 20 verse 34 to 35. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 14 to 18, Philippians 3:17 verse 19, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 6 through 14, 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 10 through 15. Paul spoke the truth to benefit others, and we see this in Galatians 4 verse 12 through 18, chapter 6 verse 12 through 15, and Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 through 16. Fruitless trees are cut down. Matthew 7 verse 19. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. This is a stern warning and a simple reality that makes a division between the saved and the unsaved. In the parable of the weeds and wheat, weeds are worthless and are burned up. Matthew chapter 13 verse 24 to 30. The fruit of our recreated, born-again spirit is evidence of our salvation, according to Galatians 5.22 to verse 23. When we display the love of God in our hearts to others, that is the new birth in action. Romans 5 verse 5, 1 John chapter 3 verse 9 to 24. We are connected to Jesus the vine and we bear fruit accordingly. John chapter 15 verse 1 through 17. The parable of the fruitless fig tree further drives this point home in Luke chapter 13 verse 6 through 9. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 7. Land that drinks in the rain often falling on it and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed, receives the blessing of God. But land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless, and is in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. Even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are confident of better things in your case, things that accompany salvation. Matthew chapter 7 verse 21, Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. So Jesus is cutting through all the smoke and mirrors of human duplicity and hypocrisy to expose religious appearances and a form of godliness without having real conversion, new birth experience. John chapter 5 verse 41 to 47, 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 through 5. So what is the will of the Father God for mankind? 
Well, we see this in John chapter 5, verse 19 through 30, chapter 6, verse 40, 1 John chapter 5, verse 11 through 13. It all centers around what we do with Jesus. John chapter 3, verse 35 to 36, in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. I really like what it says in John chapter 6, verse 28. Then they asked Jesus, What must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Isn't it amazing that prophecy, driving out demons, signs and wonders alone are not enough to validate an individual's salvation? As I've already mentioned, the fruit of love in our lives is the true test. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5-7 through seven, The enemy is able to reproduce some counterfeit miracles to deceive people, but his power is limited and can only go so far. So signs and wonders alone are not the true test of faith. Exodus chapter 7, verse 10 through 13, verse 20 to 22, chapter 8, verse 6 through 7, verse 17 to 19, Acts 19, verse 13 to 17, 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 9 through 10, Revelation chapter 13, verse 11 through 18. In addition to manifestations of the Spirit, there must also be corresponding fruit, character, and the love of God in demonstration. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11 through 13. God's Word is our final authority for all matters that pertain to life and conduct. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. Words locate us. Matthew 12, verse 33. Jesus said, Make a tree good, and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you, who are evil, say anything good? For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person brings good things out of the good stored up in them. And the evil person brings evil things out of the evil that is stored up in them. But I tell you that people will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. The words that come out of our mouths locate us and set the landmarks of our lives. Example is Numbers chapter 13, verse 26 to 33. We can locate where a person stands spiritually by just listening to them. Our words give us a way to whether or not we are in faith or in fear. In order to change our vocabulary, we need to start hearing God's word which will renew our mind and store the truth in our hearts. As a result, it will become second nature for us to speak God's word out of our mouths. What is instinctive for us to do and say is based on what we have stored up in our spirit. Proverbs 23.7 in the New King James Version states, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. We will not receive beyond what we say. If we say we can't, then we can't. We get nothing. But if we say we can then we can, through Jesus Christ, according to the word of God, to do all things. The reason the majority of Christians are weak, even though they are earnest, is that they have never dared to make a confession of who they are in Jesus. So how do we do this? First, we must realize how God looks at us and confess it. Then boldly confess what the word declares we are in Christ Jesus. Our faith will abound. Confession of God's word puts angels to work on our behalf. Psalms 103 verse 19 to 20, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 13 to 14. The reason faith is held in bondage is that we have never dared to confess what God says we are. Faith then grows with our confession of God's word. There is no faith without confession. Confession is classified as an action. 
or an act of releasing and putting into force our faith. It's faith's way of expressing itself. Our faith will rise no higher than our confession of God's word. Please note, if we could not lose faith, we would not need to hold fast to our confession of that faith, according to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14 and chapter 10 verse 23. Now, careless words in the Greek mean useless, barren, idle, and inactive words. Words that are void of faith. In the latter part of Romans chapter 14 verse 23, it says, And everything that does not come from faith is sin. We live in a society that is very loose in their choice of words. It really matters what we say, since life and death are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 13 verse 33, chapter 18 verse 21, chapter 21 verse 23, chapter 26 verse 18 to 19, and Ephesians 4.29. I am today based on the words I have spoken yesterday. Some people think that this whole issue of right speaking and believing is legalistic bondage. Yet I have watched their lives and seen the defeat their careless words have produced. What I mean by careless words, I simply mean speaking words that are contrary to what the Bible says about the situation. Very often these people will speak what they feel or what they see in the natural. Some go as far as saying what the devil says about them, like, I'm a failure. I'm an old sinner saved by grace. I'm nothing. In an effort to be humble, they shoot themselves in the foot and block the blessing of God from coming into their lives. I highly encourage you to continue listening to the Word of Life Study Series podcast and encourage your friends to tune in as well. The scriptures encourage us in Acts chapter 17 verse 11 to receive the message with great eagerness and to examine the scriptures every day in order to confirm the truth that you're hearing. God's word is our final authority for all matters that pertain to life and godliness. I'd like to close this episode by praying over you according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when God raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And in chapter 2, verse 6, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Be blessed and see you soon.